Okay, everybody, welcome back to Booze and Views. James and Jessica Grissom here to solve the problems of the world. <laughs> One issue at a time, something like that. It's been a little bit, been a crazy COVID, crazy month of work, and we finally got a vacation, so left us a little bit of time to actually think and enjoy life a little bit, so here we are again. While we were on vacation, we went to Hot Springs um, and visited the Crystal Ridge Distillery and got some of their nine-year-aged bourbon. So you want to give it a shot? Yeah. We had it mixed. I don't think we've had it straight yet. Yeah. It's got a nice sweetness to it. Um, it's, it's a little medicinal on the back end. Um, kind of hits your throat a little bit. Um, it's really viscous though. Mm -hmm. It's really slow to come down the edge of the glass. So it's got a, got a nice corn undertone to it. So, yeah, I dig it. Um, not too smoky. There's a little bit of smoke in there, but not terrible. It tastes like it has, and that might be because I'm drinking hot tea, but it tastes a little bit like it has some kind of hint of, I don't know, cinnamon or spice or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe they use the, the local water, which Hot Springs um, has tons of thermal springs, hence the name. Mm -hmm. um, and the water there is... It's it's got its own unique flavor, um, so I'm sure that's a bit of it too. And then the the oak barrels that you use uh, definitely give it some flavor. So, and then whatever grains you use besides the corn, I'd probably give this like a seven and a half out of ten. Mm -hmm. DDS has to start giving scores, and I finally remembered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you give it? Well, I mean, I'm not quite the connoisseur, but um, I don't think that that's on the upper, you know, I would agree with the seven, eight, maybe. Uh, probably not the smoothest one that we've ever tried, but yeah. it's nice. Um, and there's been a few that you've tried, and I'm like, mm, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely better than old granddad. <laughs> And I'm not crazy about it if they're too smoky tasting. Yeah, this um, one has a really good balance, I think, with that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm being a little harsh. I, I think in an eight. There's the solid eight. And I like mixing stuff anyway. So yeah. Like that and a cup of like, like Indian chai or something. Okay. That'd be good. It did make a very, very good uh, Kentucky meal. Mm -hmm. Um, I called it Arkansas meal since that's where we were. <laughs> um, but yeah, excellent Kentucky meal with this guy. So, yeah, all right. Well, the other fun thing that happened while we were <laughs> in Hot Springs is on the way into town, we passed this amazing billboard that said, Socialism wants to ban religion. Are you okay with that? Vote Trump Pence. What was your first reaction to that song? My first thought was, oh my land, 
which is a Texas thing for any of you who are not from Texas. I thought, oh my land. And then I thought, I'm not taking a picture of that. So I was going to take a picture for some of our friends. And then I thought, nah, I don't want to remember that. It's going to make me too angry. Um, I've been kind of distancing myself, social distancing and social media distancing myself for a little bit because I had to take care of my own mental health. And so, yeah, I didn't really want to be reminded of this. (laughs) But here we are. I thought it was just a really good indicator of something I've been talking about for a while now on how polarized we are right now. It feels like America more than ever um, is divided by polar opposites with a few people sitting in the middle saying, hey, there's other ways. And you can't the, the way that American politics is happening right now, and American religion too, is you're either right or you're the devil. And both sides do it, but it's just ramped up a lot lately. Um, and, you know, it just, it really gets on my nerves um, that you there's only two options. You're either totally right, you have the only answer, um, or you're the devil. And I have a lot to say about that, obviously. Um, so if I said that America in its ideals, obviously not in its reality, there are problems even from the conception, I get that, but in its ideals, America was founded on a principle of diversity. What would you say to that? I would say that that was the intention, or at least from that level, like that was the intention. Like, fled across the ocean from King George and all that because you didn't want to have essentially a dictator ruling and telling you how to think and how you should worship and, yeah freedom of religion and all that yeah yeah so i mean obviously there are problems the people who wrote these amazing things about how all men are created equal all the slaves that's yes there's problems um but in in its ideals america was supposedly founded on um, the tenet that um the more the merrier and that we are strengthened by diversity and that by having representation of the plurality instead of going with only the majority then the minority never completely loses um, and that's how our you know, constitution's written out the way our voting laws are written out and I know it's not perfect, I, I get that. But now it seems like we're going even further back and saying um, that you're either right or you're the devil. Um, and it wasn't even this bad 20 years ago. Like, I remember very clearly, you know, 20 years ago, how, um, you know, the the election of 2000, as contested as it was, was not this hateful. 
Uh, and it's just really, really unfortunate. The reality is that, you know, we don't have diversity. We have division and divisiveness. Um, and there's lots of ways that we're divided right now. What are some big standouts for you on ways Americans divided? I mean, in the political system, obviously, that's just two-party vote. That's a big thing. And people looking down on one or the other person for choosing to vote one or the other ways. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing. Um, I'm seeing it a lot from... Honestly, what's... I'm seeing the most of is the division between church people um, and church friends um, that are, you know, if you don't support one thing or the other, then you obviously do support it. So it just comes across very um, hostile, which is why I've been social distancing myself from social media a lot. If you're a Christian, you couldn't possibly vote Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I heard that. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but the first time when I was working, like with the 2000 election, um, I wasn't even old enough to vote then. So I didn't, obviously. <laughs> but I remember some of the things happening. And that was the first time I heard from one of my employers that you obviously couldn't be a Christian if you voted Democrat. And it really concerned me because um, I knew that we had customers that were voting Democrat and it was spoken very loudly in the place of business. And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't be that adamant about these feelings um, or opinions because you don't want to ostracize people. Um, I think there might be a time and place to separate yourself from someone if you feel like you're just being compromised or for your own mental health or whatever. Like there's times for that, but I don't know. It was just, it was just too much of a ended discussion rather than an open-ended dialogue about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So politics divides us. Religion divides us. Yeah. Race divides us. Yeah. Uh, sex divides us. Gender divides us. Um, there are so many ways where we have become completely binary um, and we are dividing ourselves instead of diversifying ourselves. Um, and you know, I think that the, the biggest dividing factor between us right now is money. Um, it's, it's class. It's it's the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and the people who are pretending uh, fake it till you make it and you know cutthroat everybody in between um, are maybe the worst of all <laughs> um, and I think that you know money and the lack thereof has become the great, the great equalizer um, to where, um, even among racial lines, um, you know, you have people who are you know, 
traditionally um, not liked, not appreciated, not uh, respected, but, oh, now you're rich, okay, now I'm going to treat you like royalty because maybe I'll get some of your leavings. Um, or um, someone who theoretically does have it all um, from a racist, sexist standpoint. Um, oh, you're poor? Yeah, no, you don't fit in here either. Um, and so I think money or the lack thereof is probably the, the biggest division we have right now. Um, and it's just compounded when you're also other in other ways. Um, so being a poor black Democrat um, is probably not a great boat to be in right now, unfortunately, especially not around us. Definitely not in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, you know, and so seeing this sign about how socialism wants to ban religion, are you okay with that? And knowing that the alternative is uh, that we're seeing to that right now is people believing that the market in and of itself is ethical and will self-regulate out bad people, um, which obviously isn't happening because instead medication is being price gouged. And, you know, you can, who cares if the environment needs uh, protection because that's hippie BS. Um, <laughs> tell me about your inhaler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So, um, I decided to stay home after working for 18 years when we had our little rainbow baby. I decided to um, stay home. And it was a tough decision because, again, I've been working for 18 years. I like my job. I have business degrees. And it, it was a tough decision. But um, I, I really wanted to spend time with our little baby bear. Um, so, for... There was a, a period of time where I we decided, you know, I'm gonna not be on health insurance for a couple of months as we take care of some things and wait till open enrollment with his company. And I called our doctor and asked how much um, a preventative inhaler would be because I was not on them at um, being pregnant. And the cheapest, I talked to their social worker and I looked and I did research online with all of the pharmacy discount programs and all that and the cheapest that I could get a preventative inhaler just regular price would be $283 a month as soon as I got on insurance guess how much the inhaler went down $30 a month that's ridiculous and how much is that in Mexico $10 <laughs> it's crazy and so I'm all for like again I have a business degree I'm all for making a profit that's fine but when you are swindling people and, and you know, all that to say, like, I consider myself fairly educated. I had the internet. I knew I could ask the doctor and the social worker for the best prices. I called around the pharmacies. I looked at discount programs. I was doing research. Some people do not have, they don't even have a computer at home or the internet to do that kind of research or even know to look for discount programs. And even with all that being said, I mean, that's, that's a ridiculous amount of money. And uh, needless to say, I did not pay that much for the inhaler. And I just waited until I got on the entrance and now I have a $30 inhaler. So it's just crazy. And, and that's the side of things that 
that needs regulation big time. Yeah. And our kids deserve clean drinking water. And, you know, businesses shouldn't be able to rip you off. And you should be able to drive on a highway that's not cratered with potholes. But if you stand for these things, now you're a socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, if you stand for any form of regulation or any form of government intervention, the only other option besides an American is a socialist. Which is ridiculous because we already have that in our education system. We've had public education for years. And, you know, if you don't want to go through the public education system, great. There's private schools, there's charter schools, there's, well, I guess some of the charter schools. But anyway, um, you know, there's, there's other options there. It doesn't mean that just because you offer something free to everyone doesn't mean that it's just necessarily not socialism. <laughs> Uh, and it comes from your taxes and you pay for it, but the difference between us and a truly socialist country is, uh, well, a, a truly uh, authoritarian country is we get to vote people in and out who vote on those laws, and we get to have direct ballots for some of those taxes. So it's not the same thing. Um, but, you know, specifically about this. Um, you know, one, if you vote for a Democrat, you're obviously socialist, which is in a, totally wrong in itself. Um, but two, that that means that you also hate religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so Karl Marx did say that religion is the opiate of the masses. Um, the fuller meaning of that is that religion was used to treat the symptoms of our helplessness, the symptoms of our discontent, and to make make us ignore the underlying issues. Um, most likely he was an atheist. He was not a friend of Christianity, and he did believe that organized religion was responsible for much of the state of the world. That kept the poor in their place and the rich in control because it's really easy for people to say, well, God bless them, also to obey to your leaders, so there you go. Um, and there's a grain of truth in that, but what do we do with it? You know, we saw terrible examples of people, human beings, taking the human system and terrorizing people with it. They promised equality, and instead, um, they took even more than the previous rulers had. Stalin did evil. Pol Pot did evil. Um, these were evil things that people in the name of socialism did. But guess what? The Spanish Inquisition was evil. The genocide of Native Americans was evil. The attack of the Twin Towers was evil. And none of those folks were socialists. They were all acting in the name of religion. I'm not saying Karl, Karl Marx was right. I'm saying the root problem isn't religion. The root problem is humanity does evil because humanity is inherently selfish. Uh, socialism is a system where every, everybody owns everything together and the state protects and ensures fair treatment. Sounds great. Capitalism is a system where goods and services are sold 
and it's self-policing. Because good guys sell good stuff and prosper, and bad guys, when they get found out, they run out of business. Obviously, neither of those is the case. Neither of those is the case. Instead, both of these systems fail because people are selfish. Um, so, what does scripture say about this? The um, thing that popped into my mind was in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul, in chapter 1, telling the church, stop saying, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Peter, and instead just follow the teachings of Christ. And I think this gives us three really important lessons, uh, and I want your reaction to each of these. Number one, even in the church, leaders have different opinions and people choose sides. that's when your personal spiritual beliefs um, can affect but convictions um, play a part in that on how you decipher and respond and react to those things right, number two from the beginning teachers in Christianity have heard the exact same message and come to different conclusions We're not robots. We have free will. We have a brain. We have different answers. Like I remember you doing your um, writing a dissertation on baptism and all the back and forth from very godly people and, and they came to different conclusions. So, yeah. And number three, the only answer to the former two love one another and accept diversity and don't let it lead to division. I think part of what Paul is telling us is that um, the teachings of Christ, his direct instructions to us that are black and white, matter more than all the gray areas, matter more than all the areas where there's room for diversity. And we should be united on the gospel and we should be diverse on everything else. We should, as much as we can, as much as it is in our power, be at peace with everyone and accept the fact that people are different and have different opinions and live different ways and as long as it's not causing strife or harm, okay. Diversity can be a beautiful thing. So if we talk together and we use scripture to come to two conclusions, and I can't call you wrong with scripture, and you can't call me wrong with scripture unless we're being pig-headed, then let it go. And just love each other. One thing we can never disagree on is that Jesus said, the world you'll know but your mind when you love one another. And you, the world will know you love me when you obey my commandments. And he himself said the most important commandments are love God and love man. Stop fighting. Stop drawing dividing lines. There comes a time where to protect, you have to separate I'm not saying that we can't have any boundaries, but I am saying 
a boundary should be paper thin instead of wall thick as many times as possible. And we need to treat each other with respect and love because that's what's been commanded. And unless there's a reason to separate uh, because someone's causing harm or someone's, you know, causing a risk to someone you're trying to care for, who cares if you have a different opinion? It's okay. And we have these hot button issues that are hot button issues precisely because they divide, not because the people who are preaching them really believe them, that make it to where much of the evangelical, especially in the South of America, movement says you must vote Republican because if you don't, you agree in killing religion and killing babies, which is just absurd to millions and millions and millions of Christians who don't believe in either of those things, but think that letting the market uh, you know, make people poor is just as wrong. So we can disagree on the merits of man-made systems. Socialism, capitalism, American representative democracy, Canadian social democracy, and the Southern Baptist Convention are all man-made systems. We can and we should choose the best parts of each of those systems because God blessed us with intelligence and reason. And there's virtue in any system that was created with the goal of peace and harmony. But there's also evil in all these systems because the root of all kinds of evil is money and power and selfishness. So let's stop fighting each other and start loving each other as much as we can. Anything else? I was just thinking like with all that, like sometimes we spend more time arguing with each other than actually helping take care of whatever the thing is at the time. And I think that that's a, uh, that's very detrimental. Like you can be on different sides of an issue or on the same side of an issue with different opinions even um but if your end goal is the same then quit arguing about the execution of it and just find a way to work together and do that thing um so yeah absolutely there's one body body and many parts and uh in the church we can't afford division and for those outside of the church Quit trying to make polar opposites stick together and just accept the fact that they are not you. And instead, reach out with love and maybe you'll gain a friend and an ally and maybe they'll choose to follow too. Until then, keep drinking and thinking. Bye.